0: If you ain't first, you're last. Hey everybody and welcome to the if you're not first your last fantasy football podcast. A podcast dedicated to the if you're not first your last fantasy football league. Week sixteen in the books. Week fifteen in the books. The first season of the if you're not first your last fantasy football league in the the books League Commissioner Alan Byrne here alongside his ever Burns himself Owen Byrne Owen what's cracking alright Al
1: all good um sad to see uh, the regular season be finished Uh, nice to move into the playoffs exciting stuff in real life PE the fantasy is over
0: absolutely yeah great year of fantasy went by so quickly and uh, and yeah but the NFL trunches on super wildcard weekend ahead of us and uh yeah, we've a lot to get through uh, to see out there, our, our fancy league.
1: Yeah, yeah, lots to go
0: over and eyes and for almost everybody. Almost everyone is right. And so it is, the 2020, if you're not first to last, fancy football season comes to a close. Week 15. So a couple of dead rubbers take place. Unnecessary roughness took on the batshit draft merchants. To see who was going to finish 5th and 6th. That's your draft merchants off top play from Mahomes, Jones, Landry, Phantom, Mayfield. Wrapped up the 5th place. Squeaking out a win over Unnecessary Roughness by just 2.58 points in a shootout. Unnecessary Roughness had big games from Tannehill, Johnson and the Bills D. But came up short to finish the season in 6th spot. The other game which has finalised positions was a battle of the rookies. Between Dackless in the future and remember the tight ends. Daklas took this one by just shy of 20 points. As Kyler, King Henry and Hopkins all had, did big damage. As they cruised the victory over. Remember the tight ends who had good responses from Allen, Taylor and Lamar Jackson. But it wasn't enough to keep pace with their rivals. Daklas in the future finished their inaugural season seventh. Remember the tight ends and theirs in 8th spot. So just wrapping up uh the also Rans.
1: Yeah, yeah, just the yeah, pretty much pretty pretty much the irrelevant games, to be fair. So um not yeah. much to say really.
0: Not much to say. That's it. That's why we, we, we quickly went through those ones, but uh but then we get down to the business end of what was the fantasy football season. Week fifteen more importantly had A championship, semi-final showdowns, fresh off finishing the league in top spot, and a first-round playoff bye. Sundays are for the Boyds, swaggered into the semi-finals to face six seed, Cannon Fodder, Easy Company 101. Easy Company needed to be firing on all cylinders to stand a chance, but Anderson, Hines, Cook, Cooper, Carson and Hunt combined to score just... 32.3 points however Diggs, kelsey and the saints d combined for 67.5 points between them and kept afloat finishing out sunday at a low target of 124.26 points total from review of the season gone by you'd be well within your rights dear listener to think that a hundred point margin of victory would be achievable by the Sundays are for the boys juggernaut. But Adrian Peterson would serve up a 2.3 point stinker. Woof. Derek Carr would offer up a 2.1.2 stinker. Woofer. Followed up by a 0.8 point stinker from Hawkinson. Woofest! However, Cook, Watson, and the Colts D all hit it in the 20s but the usually reliable Hill Adams and Thielen would fail to reach these lofty heights as Sundays are for the Boyds stared down their lowest score of the season with just 113.44 points. And so we headed to Monday night. Easy company, no players left to play. Sundays are for the Boyds with both Eric Ebron and namesake Tyler Boyd To play needing just 9.83 points between them. To snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. And keep their march rolling. But much like Sundays are for the boys. They each got knocked the fuck out. And registered a goose egg each. Yuck yuck. Easy company 101 take the victory. Head to their first championship final match. Mondays are for the chokers. Whimper to a third, four-place playoff dead rubber. Big loss, big loss. yeah, big loss there for Ben. Um,
1: uh, so, and there was definitely some sour grapes over it too. <laughs> that was uh, pretty Ooh. hilarious. The the juggernaut, the man that couldn't be stopped, posting the, the uh, what turned out to be easily the worst score of the week. Uh, losing to the second worst score of the week I mean it wasn't exactly your flashiest Of semi-finals but I mean He got caught in the hop And Park was well able to capitalize
0: There you are That's how it goes Absolutely. Yeah That's how it goes Well semi-final two saw Cleveland Steamers fresh off their own bye week Take on 2019's Whipping boys Nina football team the football team had an unlikely combo of Miss M- oh McKissick, Corey Davis, Melvin Gordon, and the Cardinals D all served up a juicy 90.9 points between them to lay down the gauntlet to the heavily favoured Steamers team. The Steamers answered back with 85.62 points coming from just Montgomery Woods and rookie QB pickup Jalen Hurts. Nina football team Though had the better of the rest, as Camaro, Rodgers, Jefferson, and Rivers all came within a couple of points of 20 each, whereas Cleveland Steamers only had Hunter Henry and the Bears D climb over the 15 point threshold. And so the Steelers Bengals Monday night game would also play its part in this one. Nina football team had a 20.02 point cushion, but the Cleveland Steamers had QB. Big Ben ready to play. 20 points was certainly a big possibility. But as with the first semi final, the leader would hang on. Big Ben put up a pitiful 5.7 points and had Nina football team their first final berth as the Cleveland Steamers fall short of the championship game once more. Self loss on. I bottled it, I bottled it, that's all that
1: can be said. I panicked all week over start seat decisions and I fucking bottled it. Didn't know who to start a quarterback, made the wrong mistake. Didn't know whether to play Wayne Goldman or not, made the wrong decision. Bottled it, totally bottled it, and a deserving winner.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I held those, some of those conversations with you. I was full sure Big Ben was going to do the work. But, uh, no. No, they didn't turn up. Didn't turn up. Bengals oh. deep led
1: well. They sure did. And like. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I'm still. I'm still hurting. Still hurt. Still it. hurt. I bottled it. <laughs> it was a bottle. Ba- I, I, that's why I bottled it. I had plenty of firepower okay. on the bench. Could have easily won. Bottled it. Yeah. Bullshit.
0: Well, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to clear the decks of meaningless games Week 16 saw a third Four place playoff Between the, te- the league's Top two teams Mondays are for the Chokers And the Cleveland Bottlers A 100 point Margin of victory was claimed by Mondays When they- these teams both met In week 13 This couldn't be repeated But an easy victory it was Nonetheless Derek Carr bounced back with 23.24 points as Thielen, Godwin and Watson all had superb days, capped off by a monstrous 43.2 point display from Devontae Adams. 200 points eclipsed for yet another week, just not when it ultimately counted. The Kevin Bottlers put up a respectable 166.26 point score, helped by a bouncing back Big Ben Montgomery again and Jimmy Grandpa as the Bears ran wild. But Duds from Moore, Woods, Gasicki and Gauman left him wanting. Mondays are for the chokers Finished their inaugural season in third. The Cleveland Bottlers still awaiting a championship bert. Finished fourth. Nothing more to say on. Nothing more to say. No, it's it's irrelevance.
1: It's irrelevance.
0: Big Ben You're turned relevant, up yeah. in the wrong in the wrong week.
1: Yeah, but again, I mean, it's come back to something we've said throughout the season: is when you're playing against a team that has one guy scoring forty plus points, you're on the back foot. The yeah, it's tough to beat. Tough to but beat. It's irrelevant anyway. I mean, I wasn't even watching the score of this game, if I'm being
0: honest. All eyes were on the final. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And so it is. We reached the pinnacle of the 2020 fantasy season. Who reigns supreme? Who reigns in shame? For the second time in three years, the Hapless Golidays and Shake and Bake meet in the Toilet Bowl Decider, which turned out to be wickedly entertaining and a high scoring matchup. Shake and Bake received 123.96 points from just Ridley, Thomas, Jacob, Swift, and Herbert. Hapless Golidays had 124.24 points from just Antonio Brown, Cousins, Water, Pollard and Brady. Jake and Blake had a single-digit performance from just Aguilar and Metcalf. Atlas Galladay's had single-digit days from just Clyde Edwards, Laird, Patrick and Irv Smith. It was all close going, but the remaining players for shake and bake would do enough to pull away in the end And reasonably comfortable 16.84 point margin of victory. Shake and bake finish an emotionally tough 2020 season with a victory in the final game. For the second time in three seasons. And end the season, thankfully for them, with no trophy to show for it. They move on to make tough keeper decisions for the 2021 offseason. Now on a serious note, a few weeks back... I ignorantly referred to Mr. Kenna as Adam Gase and his team as the New York Jets in disguise. This sure poor judgment on my part, and i like to apologize profusely, this was a total disservice to Adam Gase and the New York Jets. (laughs) I should have, of course, have crowned Kieran Doug Marone, Kenna's team, the Jacksonville Jaguars in disguise. The Jags have reached lofty heights in the recent past, but have been compounded by dreggy drafting, decision-making, and overall play that only Doug Marone and Kieran Kenna have been able to muster this year. Toilet bowl winners of 2020, the Poop Poop Champ Champs, the Unhappy Galladay. <laughs>
1: Doug Moran both (laughs) these both these guys gotta be wondering where were these score lines all year they both outscored everyone else yeah look in in this week
0: Kieran has hit in a couple of these weeks right at the end of the season yeah right at the end of the season he came up with these uh, high scorers but they're the poop poop champ champs Yeah. he's looking. He's looking to make a chance champ, next year. He thinks it's going to bounce back to the title, but we'll see. We'll see. And so the well, 2020 he's going to have to season do a finale. A little more
1: study for the draft.
0: Well, he will. <laughs> <laughs> the 2020 season finale. So week 16 showdown. Fifth seed Nina football team and sixth seed Easy Company 101. Both reaching the title game. For the first time. All was set up for an interesting close cut contest until Alvin Kamara served up a Christmas cracker with a 56.2 point haul against Minnesota. However only Rogers and McKissick would reach over the 20 point mark to add to this as Duds from Lockett again, Gordon again and Tua again would leave the door ajar for easy company. Easy Company would respond to Robinson, Kelsey, and Anderson to a lesser extent to try and keep pace. But the QB chickens would finally come home to roost for Easy Company. Somehow managing to make the title game with a poor Cam Newton and a drop Nick Foles as their only QB options deserves huge praise and huge bewilderment. But in the final game... Cam would serve up just 9.76 points, while the superflex spot would be given to trade piece Le'Veon Bell, who would only muster an awful 4.9 points. Woof. Albeit 4.9 points more than Nick Foles. And so Monday night's tilt between the Pats and Bills came into play. Easy Company worth 72.3 points in the hole, with the aforementioned Cam to play alongside wide receiver star Stefan Diggs. With Cam unable to assist, a game of epic proportions would be required from Diggs. He put up a monster of 41.5 points, but alas, was far from enough with Cam's awful A tough night for Easy Company 101. As they lose out in the league final while watching their bewildered pats getting their asses handed to them on prime time. A runner-up performance nonetheless, and a fantastic season all round, given their positional limitations. As for the Nina football team, their season has been referred to as a roller coaster by this podcast a lot over the past 16 weeks. After a week 12, point humiliation at the hands of remember the tight ends Nina football team went on a four game rampage with swept aside, shake and bake to squeeze into the playoffs at the last opportunity beat easily blow through batshit draft merchants of the quarters beat a fancy Cleveland bottlers in the semis and ride first round pick Alvin Kamara to their first championship win Bravo Aina 2020 if you're not first, you're last, championship winners, the Nina football team. Woo!
1: Yeah, big congratulations, there. big congratulations. He's done right well there. He has done right well there. And doing it in good fashion, Riding that number one pick, that should be the one that takes you all the way. And that's brilliant. Brilliant. Definitely, uh He's definitely had his ups and downs, um, but he's come up in the clutch. And it's
0: He's done a good yeah. job there. He's done a good job. Yeah. As I said, he, he took an absolute drubbing in Week 12. And, uh, yeah, just a four-game win streak after that brings home the gold. That's that's simple
1: as that. It's easy It's easy when you know how to do it, huh? That's it. That's it. Well,
0: well, well done, look, a well uh, quick look back on... Yeah, well done. Is right. Yeah, a look, quick look back on the 2020 fantasy season. The top QB was Josh Allen with 376.8 points. The top RB was a's go-to guy, Alvin Kamara, who coincidentally also had 376.8 points. Same totals. Top wide receivers, Devonte Adams, 340.8. Top tight end, Travis Kelsey, 311.8. The top defense was the Colts at 317 points. So, what me and Owen quickly decided to do was look at who we thought were the best players of the year from each of the first five rounds of our fantasy draft. We're then going to look at who we thought were the best fantasy players of the year, rookie of the year, player of the year, boss of the year, uh, and MVP. So, let's start with round one. Who's your player of the year, drafted in round one? All? Who who took the best number one pick?
1: Travis Kelsey, drafted by Porek.
0: Yeah, I also have Travis Kelsey. I mean, he absolutely separated himself from the bunch at the tight end position. Uh, we'll get to some of his stats a little bit later on. Uh, but yeah, probably, probably the top pick, followed closely by Alvin Kamara. It was a toss between the two of them, but I just think Kelsey's dominance in that position uh, pushes him over the edge.
1: Yeah, uh, playing, you know, outscoring a lot of wide receivers even from a, a dreggy position like tight end in particular this season. Uh, it's been very difficult tight end yeah. to uh, get a handle on. Yeah, and that's, yeah. It's always nice to have a circle like Kelsey to slot in. Absolutely. But also uh, a uh, uh, lot, lot of injuries um, from the first round picks this year which is uh, not something you want to be seeing.
0: Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, Round two, uh, I've gone with uh, Devante Adams.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, an easy choice, really. He's, uh, you know, the number one wide receiver in the league. Simple as that. Yeah. Most touchdowns, most yards, he's he's nailed (laughs) it.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and a good pickup. Good pickup in the second round, you know.
1: Uh, also very impressive that he didn't play all 16 games
0: yeah yeah absolutely he's uh, had a couple of niggles but yeah yeah no he's been great Uh, round 3 draft player of the year Um, I went with Tariq Hill I think
1: uh, he's been uh, solid uh, across the board you know his down weeks are still double digit weeks in fancy football I mean,
0: yeah, not too bad. yeah. I Myself, pick. I went with. Uh, I went with Aaron Jones. I think he's had another outstanding year, uh, catching the ball, running the ball, scoring touchdowns. Yeah, I just yeah, I thought he was a good I pickup.
1: Felt like he had um, definitely, for sure, was a good pickup. Um, but just felt like he had some more boom bust weeks rather than Tariq killers a little more uh, consistent across the board. Yes, sir, sir. That's
0: how I felt yeah. yeah. Uh, That's
1: a good show different.
0: Yeah, maybe so. Uh, Round four, I've gone with Calvin Ridley. Yeah, pretty easy one.
1: Um, Started started out the year at a lightning pace. And do you know what I mean? It petered out a small bit, but not petered out in the fashion that you would be too angry at. Still had a very good end of year. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and round five,
1: who are you picking in round five? Oh, five was another easy one for me in Stefan Diggs. I mean, I just think he's had um, an outstanding season. Uh, there were question marks with him yeah, going to a new team. All too, that, yeah. but he's really uh, taken over with the help of uh, Josh yeah,
0: Allen. Yeah. yeah, well, that was just it. He was going to a new team. Josh Allen wasn't really uh, an accurate quarterback. And suddenly they put it all together. They both have been outstanding. This competition uh, there. In okay. life, I think so... it was a little boom or bust.
1: And Jonathan Taylor and Dave Montgomery kind of took till the end of the season to get going. So
0: Diggs was the easy choice. Yeah, yeah. Now Diggs has been superb. Yeah. So 2020 uh, Fantasy Rookie of the Year. Who have you gone with? I've gone with Justin Herbert think he's
1: been phenomenal since the very first play he stepped in. Um, he stepped in in an unusual scenario where he was told five minutes before the game and they were playing the Chiefs. And he's bald. He's just slinging it all year. Bare one game where they were completely outmatched. More on the sideline than the field with um, uh, Bill Belchick and the Patriots. But... I think he's just been absolute sling it. I think it's been phenomenal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think other guys in the, in the reckoning, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson. Obviously, he's had top. Uh, he's been the top rookie, reserve, uh, uh yards uh, yard guy in, in in the history of the NFL. You know, yeah, so that's yeah. uh, he's been, he's been wildly impressive. And uh, and James Robinson, who's come out of nowhere at the running back position and uh finished in the top five. It's been an outstanding year for him on a on a on a, on a poor poor Jaguars team.
1: Yeah, uh, it was definitely between Robinson and Herbert for sure. Um he's had a, a phenomenal year at a difficult position in a difficult scenario. But he's got a bright future out of him. He ran well. He runs with
0: power. Yeah. I like it.
1: Yeah. He runs angry yeah. as they would say.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think it uh, leads into our 2020 undrafted player of the year. Uh, again, probably between Herbert and, and, and Robinson, but I'm going to give it to Robinson. Uh, I think, yeah. uh, you know, again, uh, as far as uh, fantasy has gone, you know, he's obviously been uh, been gold, you know? Yeah, I think... Um, top five he, top five fantasy finish.
1: For fish. sure, he definitely edges out... Um, Herbert here, just in the sense that no one would ever have considered drafting James Robinson. Whereas you may have considered no. Herbert towards the end, expecting him to take over yep. from Tyrod Taylor at some point. But definitely, totally in no one's mind, probably on no one's board was James Robinson. And that's that's what edged him the undrafted award.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So we move on to our second last being our 2020 fantasy bust of the year. It's been an easy decision when we talked about this uh, beforehand. It's gone to uh, former Jets running back, former Cleveland Steamers running back, current Kansas City Chiefs running back, current Easy Company 101 running back, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Drafted in the fourth round. Ends the season at RB60. Total what? stinker. Oh, total stinker. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a mistake when you drafted him in the fourth. And I said it, I think, in draft now. I just thought that's an awful pick. He's fucking undo very little for the Jets. And it turned out that was correct, but not in the way I meant it. But, uh, yeah, I was never really going to get... Much of a look in uh, for his Chiefs, but uh, you uh, very nicely uh, offloaded him for a top five quarterback.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was um, a very nice trade, I thought. Um, Took less uh, arm twisting than I thought it was going to take. But when I drafted him at the time, I remember thinking, I mean, worst case scenario, he's the fourth running back I have now. So if he yeah. does nothing, like I thought, it was a low risk, potential high reward. Yeah, yeah. Do you know no, I mean? it's understandable. So, it's understandable. That's why I wasn't yeah. too. I was. That's why I was defending my pick essentially. But um, yeah, yeah. After the rest of the after the rest of the draft petered out. After that, I realized I wouldn't probably need him and decided to uh, seek out someone who needed a running back a
0: willing a willing buyer
1: <laughs> yeah uh, there was no I just made the offer and it was accepted there was no back and forth yeah. there was yeah. no convincing no bickering yeah, well, yeah we saw we, we, it we is, saw the video very smooth process
0: the, the, the picture evidence over sort of the that's it that's it right a couple yeah. of interesting yeah. facts just very to hit you process. with before we uh, before we finish up here yeah Alvin Kamara Led the way through 16 weeks with 21 total touchdowns. 16 on the ground, uh, 5 in the air. Uh, He was followed closely by um, uh, King Henry. 19 total touchdowns, all rushing. And Devontae Adams came in third, 17 touchdowns, all receiving. Uh, You can see how those guys are uh, at the top of the charts with those touchdowns, you know.
1: Yeah, that's
0: how you get um, up there. That's it. That's it. Uh, and speaking of being up there, Travis Kelsey, um, we're naming as our 2020 Fantasy MVP.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um,
1: really kind of an easy decision when it came down to it. Again, position-wise... Um, Target, hog, yards, touchdowns. He's
0: doing it all. He's doing it all. He's done it all. He's right. Uh, some stats on him. He was 59.9 points clear of second-place Darren Waller at tight end. And he almost had <laughs> as many points as tight end three, Hawkinson, and tight end four, Tanyan combined. They had like oh. 10 points more than him combined or something. Wow. Wow. that'll tell you how dominant he is in that position. He is a fucking twenty point lock every week, you know. Crazy.
1: Yeah, that's Great the thing and I did um I actually did some best ball leagues this year and having him is the difference. Yeah. I did four best ball yeah. leagues and the one I won I had him and that was the easily the difference because everyone else is scrambling at the position. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they are. Yeah, absolutely scrambling. You're just trying to find the guy who has that good week. Yeah. There's no one as consistent. Maybe Darren Waller is is consistent, but no one else, you know. He's basically another wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it. That's it. That's it. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for for downloading and listening um, all season long. Uh, We've had an absolute blast recording these every week and – and having the bands and having the chats about NFL. Uh it's been a great season. Congratulations again to Ana. Commiserations again to Kiron. And uh look we look forward to seeing you all uh, for the 2021 season. And um, we're going to hit you with a small podcast after this to uh give you some more details about a new league that we're trying to get off the ground and uh we would really like uh all of you to return for that, uh, to play in that league also.
1: Yeah. Um, great season. Uh, very enjoyable, very enjoyable doing the podcast with you, Al. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, the highs yeah, and lows it, and stresses of fancy football are done for another year, but we love to hate God, them. I miss it already. We hate to love them. <laughs> miss it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. That's it.
0: Okay, guys, we're signing off. Uh, have a listen to the, uh, to the next podcast that's coming, called "It's Dynasty Time." We'll uh, we'll talk to you in the off season. Uh, we might hit you with a couple of podcasts as we uh look at keepers and uh, look at the draft, etc., and uh, see how things go.
1: Yeah, for sure. All will uh, all will be explained, become clear, and some ideas. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Over now. Bye. <laughs> First